Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Filming CJ. My name is CJ, my pronouns are they, them. As always, I am so excited to do this episode because I feel like this is probably one of the few movies that I have zero notes. I have zero fucking notes. I give this movie a 10 out of 10, and I'm gonna be spending the rest of this episode telling you why. But I, I like, I literally couldn't even contain my excitement, and I knew as soon as I'd watch this video, or not video, movie, that this was gonna be one for the books, a movie that I likely will never forget, that I'm going to relish telling everybody to watch it, especially older black Christian people, namely my parents, to watch um, because I think it's a really fucking relevant movie. It's a really fucking relevant movie. And uh, everybody needs to see it, especially if you are black, if you are black, and if you are a Christian and or were raised in Christianity. Just to preface, I obviously am, or maybe not obviously, obviously, I'm black, but I also was raised in Christianity all my life. My dad um, is a pastor. Well, not anymore. He's retired as of like a few, like a month ago. But uh, his pastor for a couple of years, always been super entrenched and enthralled in the gospel and the Bible and going to church. Growing up, I went to church every Sunday, literally every Sunday, until I was about, until literally the pandemic happened. And except for when I was, you know, on campus in college. I was going to church every single Sunday from when I was a little, 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 little person, like young as fuck, like five. Um, I don't really have any memory of going to church before then, before I was five. Um, But I've been going to church for damn near almost 20 years at this point. So feel like the opinions that I'm going to express in this episode I can't express because I have been involved in Christian culture and Christian upbringing. Um, Yeah, and in particular, black Christian upbringing. Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul is about a black couple who are pastor and pastor's wife of a megachurch in Atlanta, Georgia. This movie stars Regina Hall who is the creme de la creme, and also Sterling K. Brown, who is also the creme de la creme. Um, It was executive produced by um, Jordan Peele. I know there are other producers and executive producers uh, that worked on this film, but Jordan Peele is the most notable one. I believe Daniel Kaluuya was also a producer on this film. Christianity is a really big part of black culture in the U.S., And so anytime there is criticism, there is satire, there is comedy about um, black Christian culture, it is going to be met with a lot of pushback and a lot of um, maybe not positive feelings 
um, because so much of black culture and black identity is rooted in the church and is rooted in Christianity, which don't even get me started about because that is a whole other conversation because literally like your ancestors were murdered if they didn't believe in Christianity or they didn't accept Christianity being forced upon them. They were literally raped and murdered. Um, so, like, this isn't even really, like, your religion, but I'm not even going to get into that. It's so, it's so crazy to even think about, like, the the lasting effects and harm that slavery has done on done to black people in this country. Um, just in the U.S., like, I, it's fucking unbelievable. And I know that there are other areas of the world that were also colonized um, and had slaves, but in particular, the U.S. In this film, Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hall's characters um, have their churches shut down or their churches closed and the movie is their journey to try and reopen the church and um, as you progress in the movie you kind of learn why the church was closed down in the first place how the public views that church what's the public's reaction to them trying to reopen the church etc etc even though this movie is labeled as a comedy slash satire, this movie deals with a lot of really serious themes and undercurrents that are very relevant and present in the Black Christian community today. And I believe that because it deals with such serious and relevant issues in the black christian community that is why this movie is so seems to be so divisive um and i do think that divisiveness is kind of split down generational lines um because personally when i watched it i was like yeah like fucking right like exactly um and I know that there have been a lot of like older people who have watched it that like really took issue with some of the things that were brought up in the movie. But I feel like they took issue with some of the things that were brought up in this movie because they felt like they were looking in a mirror. Just to give you a preview of some of the themes that I wrote down that this movie deals with is emotional abuse, um, pedophilia patriarchy, homophobia, and using Christianity as a cover for, um, as a cover for abuse, as well as using Christianity to will women into submissiveness and or undeserved loyalty to their husbands, as well as kind of tackling that power dynamic that exists between husbands and wives, as well as between pastors and boys and or people who attend their church. I think oftentimes when we hear about pedophilia in the church, we typically hear about pedophilia in the Catholic church between priests and altar boys, um, but in particular very white circles. And personally, I have never heard or read anything about pedophilia in black churches but 
I will say that I don't believe that it doesn't exist. I think just black people are very good at not discussing things that they don't want to talk about um, in a way that I think black people are better at not discussing things than white people are because black people, like that was their way to survive. It's a survival mechanism. It's a trauma response. That was their way to um, progress in society was just not being in touch with their emotions, not talking about things and just grinding, 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 grinding. Persisting, 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 persisting. No matter what emotional trauma they endured, no matter what physical trauma they endured, anything. Which I would argue is not healthy. And I think that maybe there was a time in history when, like, that's what my people needed to do in order to live. And I get that. I think we have progressed past that time um I don't think we no longer need to be like emotionless beings or um I don't think we have to be so quote-unquote strong all the time um but black people especially in the church know that there are things that you do not talk about and if you do talk about them you'll be ostracized from your community forever. When you think about how pastors, and in particular, older established men who are involved in the church, how they are usually very well liked by parents, um, they're usually respected by their community, and parents usually have zero issue leaving their kids in the care of these men, I would absolutely not be surprised if there's shady stuff going on between pastors and young girls, young boys, but also literally anyone else that attends the church. This movie also puts the question front and center for the viewer of what do churches really do with your tithes? And I'm not trying to paint every church with the same brush, However, it is not uncommon for a church to pass those tithes on to the pastor and or the pastor's wife slash partner. Um, churches in the U.S. don't pay any taxes and so I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe tithes are used in whatever way the church sees fit, um, which provide a very easy avenue to greed. Churches are not regulated by the government, and so pastors can use tithes or money that the church generates to buy expensive clothing, buy expensive shoes, buy expensive homes, buy expensive cars, pay anyone that they want. I've never seen a movie go this far as to put these very real and um, dark issues um, that are 
prevalent in the black Christian community on the screen for people to see. Um, I am a fan. I'm a big fan. This was one of those movies that I watched and I was like, these producers don't give a fuck. Like, they're really going to go there. And that's what I love. That's what I... That's when I really look at, you know, people who create movies, like when they go this far in a tactful way, I'm like, y'all are for real artists, like for real, for real, like y'all are creating something that like is going to really make people reflect and like look at themselves and look at the community that they're a part of and think about it and not just like accept it as the normal healthy status quo. There's like work to be done. There's work to be done and the artist cannot be silenced. And I love that. The writing was fantastic in this movie and the casting was perfect. I mean, Regina Hall and Sterling King, Sterling K. Brown are really the only two main characters in this movie. But I really just feel like they took this movie by the fucking horns. They gave it their all and did an amazing job. I feel like if you have grown up in the black Christian culture, you absolutely know at least two people who um, are reflected in their characters. You may even have family members yourself that are reflected in these characters. And that's why one of the reasons why I really fucking love this movie is because it's like this, this subject matter that you're seeing on screen isn't really that far removed from you, even if you yourself don't identify as a Christian. Um, you probably know someone who's being reflected in this movie and or is a part of this culture and or has the same beliefs as these characters. I think this movie also really makes people think critically about godly marriages and or what a godly man godly marriage is slash what is a marriage that is ordained by god are we willing to endure so much suffering for a marriage that we think is quote-unquote ordained by god is it really ordained by God? Is there such thing as a marriage that is ordained by God? What does a godly marriage or having God in your marriage really look like? And does that mean you have to be loyal to your partner no matter what happens? Personally, I do have some gripes with the Christian community and the black Christian community so I will say my opinion on this movie is not entirely objective. However, I feel like those who are paying to see this movie probably already have a definitive opinion on Christianity and the black community before seeing this. As we are very familiar on the Film Asija podcast, you know a film is controversial when the ratings are bad. 
Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul has 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 63% on Metacritic, 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb, and 2 stars out of 5 on Google Reviews, most of them being 1 star reviews. This is actually so crazy, I just opened up the reviews to read them in their entirety and so many of the recent ones are one star reviews so I'm just gonna go through a couple of them to get an idea of what people are saying this person said I didn't like this movie it was boring and didn't have no exciting parts I thought it was going to be a good movie looking at the previews but it was not good at all I'm glad I spent three dollars and 15 cents because of national movie day This person said, this movie could have been better. I do believe it was actually based on a bishop back in Atlanta. Best to watch at home instead. Great acting overall. Still gave it two stars. This person said, this has to be the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. It seems as if it was based on the story of a pastor in Georgia that is no longer alive. Hashtag terrible thumbs down. Okay. This person said this movie was trash, great cast, and I get what they were trying to do, but nope, this was not it. Save this for when you are bored at home and have nothing to do and it is free. Another person said, I love Regina Hall, but this movie did not do her justice. One of the worst movies I've ever watched. I thought it was a comedy. It wasn't fine, but at least tell us the whole story and don't leave us wondering. This movie was extremely confusing. There was not a good plot or climax to this movie. A lot of the scenes felt unfinished. The movie probably would have made more sense as a series. Oh my goodness. I'm scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and there are literally like only one star reviews. And the people who did rate it well, like four stars plus, are just saying like one sentence. Like this person said, thoroughly enjoyed it, highly recommend. Okay. This person rated five stars and said, really enjoyed the ending and shared an amazing message. Wow. Out of all the reviews, there's literally only one that's more than one sentence that was, that rated it well, and it has spoilers, so I can't read it. Clearly, this movie has ruffled some feathers. I'm not exactly sure why people felt like this movie was boring, I I don't know, maybe I feel like these were white people, like white Christians who don't understand black Christian culture, because I was never bored. I don't know, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, people are saying it was cringy and not funny and not interesting. I don't agree with that at all. I'm so confused. Did I watch the same movie as these people? I'm so confused. This was literally like one of the best movies I've watched all year. I don't understand how people are like the only way that I think that people are writing this movie off is because 
they feel like Christianity is being attacked. And now that I'm looking through these reviews of the people that have pictures, most of them are white. So I guess I can say that I'm not really surprised at a lot of these one-star reviews. Honestly, this movie wasn't for y'all. I really hope the negative press that this movie is getting doesn't discourage filmmakers from making movies like this. Um, because I would really love to see more movies like this. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I thought it had a lot to say. I thought it was super fucking relevant. I applaud the directors and the producers for going as far as they did to make a movie about this subject matter. Um, and it was original as fuck. And it was filmed in a way that was, that was not it wasn't like showboaty showboaty or anything it was like much like the office was filmed where you feel like you're not really supposed to be there um i don't know i just like i understand that like this kind of movie isn't for everyone but i really hope that people continue making movies like this without the ex like despite the possibility that it could receive so much pushback like this one did. But I can understand how for a lot of people, in particular white Christian America, who maybe just saw this movie on a whim like I did and felt like their identity was being attacked for almost two hours. Um, But number one, I will just say that like white Christians and black Christians are so different. The culture is so different. The church is so different. Um, And it wasn't necessarily criticizing or satirizing white Christian culture. Um, Definitely criticizing the (coughs) patriarchy. Definitely criticizing the patriarchy and the power dynamic between um, leaders within the church and church goers and church members. I feel like maybe people were thrown off by the fact that this movie is labeled as a comedy, but it's also labeled as satire. Just because something is satire doesn't mean it's funny per se, like haha funny. Um, I feel like people were going into this probably thinking they were gonna laugh like the hangover also i will say this most movies that jordan peele has produced the trailers have been very intentionally vague and i feel like he does that he definitely does it for a reason but sometimes i do feel like it can be to his detriment because he gets people who don't necessarily like, who could be going into the movie thinking it's going to be about something that they will enjoy, and it's not. Um, and so a lot of people that leave reviews are people that, like, went into the movie thinking it was one thing and were sorely disappointed. Um, maybe that's the point to, you know, not just, like, cater to a certain audience that you know is going to enjoy but keep attracting people who like may who may have not seen your film if they knew it was about I don't know I don't know what his thought process is for that 
if it is even a calculated thing, because sometimes he just be doing things to do things. But I feel like for this movie in particular, the I honestly wasn't going to see this movie um, based on the trailer because I had no idea what the fuck it was about. It kind of just looked like a D-list movie, um, kind of like a romantic comedy, which isn't really my thing. Um, and I only saw it because I like Regina Hall and I like Sterling K. Brown and National Movie Day tickets were $3. So I was like, oh, I'll like, I'll see it for $3. Fine. It ended up being like one of the best movies I'd seen this year. But anyways, 10 out of 10 movie to me. Absolutely chef's kiss no notes i would recommend it to anyone who has grown up in black christian culture um absolutely stellar i hope i hope filmmakers continue to make movies like this and continue to make us think about our community and the issues that are that are in our community that no one wants to talk about and when I say no one I mean the older generation sorry I'm gonna go there um yeah thanks for listening to another episode of film with CJ um I appreciate you and I'll see you in the future bye